You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. Go Wild has recently partnered with Mountain Tough for a free 30-day workout program designed to get you in shape for turkey season called the Go Wild Challenge. Download Go Wild to sign up and let everyone know in a Go Wild post that you're joining us. Then, each time you do a workout, tag Go Wild and Mountain Tough to hold yourself accountable. Also, Go Wild will be attending the Great American Outdoor Show February 4th through the 12th. If you're in the area, stop by booth 412, meet the guys, and learn all about Go Wild. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and today's uh, podcast is really good. Uh, It is a really good episode. Right now, the hot topic coming out of the ATA show is cellular trail cameras and the ability to live feed, like basically live stream security camera, pull up, however you want to look at it, to pull up what is happening in the woods right now. And there's the debate comes when you can take that technology and you can take the ability to, you know, live stream, hop on your phone and basically almost hunt from your couch. You're on your couch. You're, you, you say, Hey, I wonder what's out there right now. Well, you, let's just say for an example, you put a camera on a food plot, hit the live stream button. Some cell cameras even have the ability to pivot and rotate. So you can zoom in, you can zoom out, you can rotate left, you can ro- rotate uh, right. It's almost like a security camera where you have the ability to just, I don't know, uh, that's exactly what the term is, live feed from your woods. And so there's a lot of debate on whether this is fair chase, okay? And, and as you will hear in this episode, like the term fair chase, like I, I just feel like there's not a definition for what fair chase is anymore uh, when it comes to deer hunting. And so everybody gives their opinion, but there's not really any type of, I don't know, there's there's really not any type of uh, like hard defined black and white definition of what fair chase is. And so uh, I mentioned something about that, but today's guest is Byron Horton. 
And if you follow Byron Horton on social media, you know, he gives his full blown opinion about cell cams and the direction that some of this technology is going. Um, I even bring up uh, a, a bit of a rant that Mark Kenyon recently had on his social platforms in, in this episode. And so it's all about cell cams I you know in order to make a good conversation I play devil's advocate a little bit you know I talk about you know is there a benefit of cell cams is you know because there's people out there who say hey cell cams are awesome I'm going to use them to their full ability and then there's guys out there similar to what Byron's going to get at today is like dude I don't like them uh, I don't feel like it's fair chase there's certain organizations out there, Boone and Crockett, Pope and Young, that have already discussed a little bit about what they feel is fair chase. And so this kind of led me to want to get Byron on the podcast, express his feelings. I play devil's advocate. I express my feelings. And it's just a good conversation. And really, this isn't meant to divide hunters because we do a good job of dividing, you know, doing that ourselves. This is just another conversation that you know both of us felt needed to be had and so that's what today's podcast is about that's why the the title is cell cameras fair chase and heated rants and so i go on my my heated rant he goes and it gets emotional man because um byron is passionate about his his view here and a lot of it has to do with raising children and where do you want to be he says like do you want to be in a crick bed with your kid looking at deer tracks or do you want to be on the couch swiping on an ipad looking for deer and dude he, he makes a great point and so i want you to listen to just the emotion uh coming from him and in myself in this podcast and i really i really do think that you guys need to share this um everybody needs to come up with you know they don't need to but everybody should come up with their own opinion and then just you know communicate with other people about it and so because i have a feeling that in the next couple of years there's up oh, unprofessional unprofessional uh in the next couple of years, there's definitely going to be a, where we're going to cross a bridge that says, hey, are cell cameras going to even be legal or not in, in many states? And so it's just something something I feel we need to, to uh, think about. Excellent episode, though. Uh, stay tuned for another episode later this week with Tony Peterson, and it gets out of hand real quick. You guys are going to love that episode. Also, tomorrow, well... Yesterday, I guess if you're listening to this on Wednesday, yesterday, the Sportsman's Empire just launched a, a brand new podcast called How to Hunt Turkey. So I'm a whitetail guy. I could honestly give two shits about turkey hunting, but my buddy Paul, Paul Campbell over at the Ohio uh, Outdoors podcast, the O2 podcast, he's like, dude, I, I want to do a, a turkey hunting podcast. And I'm just like, okay, dude, let's do it. He is, he's I'm, if I'm the whitetail guy, he's the turkey guy. So he absolutely loves all things, uh, all things turkey hunting. And so we have strictly the 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 uh, uh, what am I saying here? The Sportsman's Empire is not only going to be launching the How to Hunt Turkey podcast. We're going to be launching an entire network feed, and as turkey turkey content comes out from all of the network partners. We're going to be putting all of that on one Sportsman's Empire turkey hunting feed. And so one one last little spoiler here, Parker McDonald of the Southern Ground Podcast, 
he's coming out with his own podcast, uh, Turkey Hunting Podcast, called Limb Hanger. And that's going to be on the network as well. You guys, if you're a turkey hunting nut or you are just, you love hunting whatever's in season, this spring's going to be badass because there's going to be a shit ton of uh, turkey hunting content coming out. And you, I, I just know you guys are going to enjoy it. But today's episode's badass. Next episode is badass. There's so much badass stuff coming out of the con, out of the uh, Sportsman's Empire. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Please go to iTunes, leave a five-star review. Let everybody know that you enjoy the network and the, the individual podcast as well. Tethered, if you are looking for a saddle, look no further than Tethered. I mean, Tethered has a ton of uh, resources on their platform, not only on their website, but on their YouTube channel that allows them to share saddle hunting tips, tricks, tactics, uh, best practices on, you know, with all of their, you know, their clients. So, or all of their customers, Uh, not only that, but they do have an awesome lineup and they have some of the best products for saddle hunting. They got saddles, they have climbing sticks, they have, uh, what else, uh, saddle hunting accessories, they have platforms. If you want to get into saddle hunting, Tethered has it. They're the uh, they're they're one of the most popular brands, and they're popular for a reason, right? It's not because they were first to market, or it's not because they do something special. They are just really good at what they do, and and that's what makes them special. So go check out Tethered. Next, Wasp Archery, right? The heavy, in my opinion, the heavy metal broadhead of the the hunting industry, and that is Wasp broadheads i'm a huge fan of the three blade jackhammer uh, and the boss four blade these podcasts are these these broadheads are badass if you are looking to transition into a new broadhead you definitely need to go check out wasp love the company love their products the material and the design is what makes the broadhead spectacular the people behind that are awesome and a majority of their heads are still made in the united states so uh Go check out wasparchery.com. Discount code for 20% off NFC20. NFC20, 20% off. Next, we have Hunt Stand. If you are looking to just be more present in the hunting space, like it's, uh, here's the example. In Iowa right now, hunting season's over, right? I can go out and scout. I can go out and shed hunt. I can do all those things. That's great. But when I'm in between activities or when I'm out here's a perfect example tonight I'm taking my kids to wrestling instead of scrolling through Instagram I'm going to sit there on hunt stand and uh, I'm going to be checking out some out-of-state public because I think this next year I'm going to be drawing some out-of-state hunts in uh, some really cool places like uh, Kansas and uh, potentially Missouri and Oklahoma uh, for some for some awesome whitetail hunts, and so my goal then is to just know as much about those properties, find locations while e scouting, and then go when it's time to actually go hunt on these out of state trips. You just go right to the good spots automatically, and then you can verify they're good or not. Okay, if this is good. I'm gonna stick it out here. Uh, if it's not, then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna head back to the, uh, you know, to plan a plan b plan c and so on so uh hunt stand just the ability to be present the ability to scout the ability to document all of your hunts uh and on top of that they have the pro whitetail platform that you need to go check out as well all that information is on huntstand.com so go check it out last but not least vortex optics i mean if you're looking at 
I mean, if you're looking to buy a new pair of binoculars, you might as well do it from the from a company that probably gives the most back to the natural resource, uh, to shooting sports, to um, the the white-tailed deer, whatever, to to the hunting community, and that's Vortex, man. And so, if you're looking for a spotting scope, a pair of binoculars, rangefinder, red dot, rifle scope. You definitely need to go check out Vortex Optics at vortexoptics.com. If you have any questions about anything, maybe even marriage advice, go call Vortex Optics uh, customer service line and they will help you out on everything you need to know about pretty much anything. Uh, So uh, go check out vortexoptics.com. Great company. And and I should say the next thing that I want to say, fishandwildlife.org. Right? I want to get, be, have more of a pre- presence this year when it comes to conservation. And so I'm on the board of directors for a, uh, a conservation org called 2% for Conservation, fishandwildlife.org. Please go visit that website and check it out. See how you can become your business or yourself as an individual can be 2% for Conservation certified. Have, have some purpose, give back to the natural resource that we all take away from. And so there's that. Now, I've talked way too much. This intro has gone way too long. So let's just get into a really, really good podcast with my man, Byron Horton. Three, two, one. All right, on the phone with me today, another Sportsman's Empire brother, Mr. Byron Horton. Byron, what's up, man? Hey, Dan, thanks for having me on today. It is a... Uh... It's an odd time of year. We still have a couple of weeks left here in the Buckeye State, but uh, it's uh, your chances of, of getting it right. done are, are definitely diminishing. Right. We're done here in Iowa. So it's like there's something about having a season end where you're just like, okay, I don't need to worry about this shit anymore, right? It's like season's over. I can go back to like reality and like being a full-time dad because even late season this year, I had a tag in my pocket. I was just like antsy. I was jumping up and down. I was I was jittery trying to figure out ways to get out more. And now that, you know, and now that it's uh it's over, I don't need to worry about it anymore. Yeah, you're not you're you're actually 100% present yes. in in your job, in your family, in yes. your life. Yes. Uh, I hate to say it. Yes. All right. So, um dude, ever since this uh, do you know what brand was it what brand of camera was it that just introduced the live feeds on their cell cams so and and also um i believe it was the gsm guys the muddy the stealth Mm -hmm. the and, and i haven't seen others but i also saw another brand offer a live feed with a uh pivoting ability and a zoom ability oh shit okay all right. Um, All right. Like a 360 ability to, yeah. to dial that like a joystick. Yeah. So basically just security footage of your timber at all times. Okay. And that's going to be the topic of today. I want to talk about this because you have a very uh, strong opinion on cell cams, right? Um, yeah. I have my opinion on this type of technology. And ultimately what I want to do is turn this into a what is fair chase type of environment like a co- podcast conversation because it's so gray and I, I and that's my opinion i feel fair chase is very gray and it evolves a, as technology evolves ethics um ethics and uh um 
technology evolve at different, you know, at different uh, levels. And so, uh, you know, that's what I want to talk about today. So I'm just going to shoot the cannon right off the bat here. And I'm going to just, it, it's no, it's no lie. If you follow you on social media, you are not a proponent of live feeds uh, on or maybe is it is it just live feeds or is it cell cameras in general that you're not a big fan of? No. So, yeah, my statement is cell cams in general and that it is the ability to swipe now on your finger and be 15 to 20 places at one time. Yeah. Having zero disturbance of the woods, spending at that moment zero time in the woods and gaining the information. I, I kind of looked at it as uh you know, I, I was a little bit quiet about that, but that to me seems to border on, um, is that hunting? Is that fair chase? Is that what we want the, the sport, right? The sport, the passion, the yeah. thing we hold so dearly and, and are passionate about. Is that where we want this, this to go? Yeah. Yeah. And so what is, dive into that a little bit deeper yeah. as to why you think that way. So the, the hunting aspect of it, right, it, that is an outdoor pursuit. That is an outdoor passion. That falls yeah. into outdoor recreation. The yeah. word outdoor is there. Yes. And this, this piece of technology is, is kind of taking the, the deer's ability to detect the certain human out of it. But it's also allowing a human to be multiple places. Yeah. He can be in two counties. He can be in three to five states. And we've, we've just signed off on it over the years, and this technology is now much more affordable. It's growing rapidly. I mean, five years ago, drones were legal, yeah. right? And everyone kind of said, oh, like, that's, that's you know, we, we don't feel so good about that. And I'm like, a cell cam, right? Like, a drone has a 30-minute fly time, a 10-mile range, one camera. A cell cam is kind of a, almost just as powerful, if not more. Yeah. Um, and so that's where, where I'm like also looking and, and I was looking at the future too. Like I've been upset with cell cams since day one, that was four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, where, you know, a, a tipping point was I videoed a hunt and we just assassinated a doe and yeah. I felt a lot of the information was, was like, it was, it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was because that cell cam provided you right then and there information that and it allowed you to make a decision based off of that immediate information on where to hunt that kill that basically got that doe killed. Right. Yeah. It was a, uh, so, so like the, the pattern was established over the week. We knew the better place to park the vehicle, yeah. even because of, we could tell direction. We turned the stand 90 degrees prior to the hunt to favor that, that left-handed let's get a draw. Like yep. we know that's the general. And like we had spent zero time in the woods, right? And we knew we knew roughly a thirty minute ish window to be looking in a specific direction. So as yeah. soon as soon as we heard a noise from that, we knew. Yeah. And yeah. so we assassinated this doe. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that was a tipping point for me. We're like, oh, I'm out. Yeah. It it just it became. Let me ask you this: what was what was your feeling that you had that made you go, dude? I I don't like this. Yeah. So. And, and, and I look at it to, you know, we've had regular trail cams, right? 
but the jump in efficiency of the cell cam is is tough to to, to quantitate. Um, but I really felt like there wasn't like the the odds were, were and this kind of is a fair trace verbiage type type thing is the sportsman the hunter had an improper advantage. Yeah. And 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 again, we had spent zero time in the timber for that week establishing that pattern, maybe scouting the food sources, looking at tracks like Yeah. It was video game esque. Oh man. Like it it's it's it, it definitely does muddy the waters in my opinion of of what of how you're not you're not actually hunting. You're just gathering intel. Uh and so what I look at something like a cell cam and I honestly feel, and this is my personal opinion, I feel like this is going to have to be up to the, uh, the hunters. I don't, I don't have cell cams within an hour of my house. Okay. So I, I still have to, like, for me, my cell cam, uh, my cell cams are on, one of my farms is three hours away, and the other farm is an hour and 10-ish away, hour or 15 away. And so if I was to pull up my phone and I was able to live feed and see a big buck there, I still have to drive an hour to get there. I still have to take the best access route to the stand. I have to know what the wind direction is. I have to know all these things, um, you know, cause, but, but as far as a live feed is concerned, like it's not triggering the camera. So the deer has to trigger the camera. The camera then goes off, you know, a deer has to get close enough for that camera. I feel like a live feed then extends the range of that cell camera and you can see a further distance back into a food plot or into the timber. If it uh, generates sound, then you can listen for grunts and yeah. you know, even turkey gobbles and things like that. Then you can say, hey, man, I'm up. It's, it's time to get in the woods. And so I think what ultimately this is going to lead into is it, it, it's just going to be like a, a, a security guard on yeah yeah well watching his farm and again like so you see your cams are three or four hours away and and that's my thing is the ability to strap some solar panels scatter more and more cameras right oh, yeah rule of technology it's going to get cheaper and even if you can't hunt and you're noticing right in october you didn't hunt all of october you've got the starting point yeah once you step in the woods in October, we're spending zero time in field in the woods. It's like that's an advantage, you know. It, it, again, it's not the 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 outdoor pursuit. Yeah, it, it, I feel like you're you should reward guys that are in the field, right? Like you should reward guys that have those primitive skills and abilities, because like in the game of golf or basketball, like that piece of technology is is has has evolved and do we need to look at it as uh you 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 know i i feel like if you want a good jump shot you got to go outside and shoot hoops like i can't walk yeah. up to the y and be chucking steph steph curry threes like yeah. i have to spend time working on that jump shot now if nike came out with like a shooting sleeve that like took the power into my jump shot for me and all i had to work on was other things it's like wait a minute you really think like the game of basketball would be the game of basketball or has it changed 
Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's so opinionated because how do you say this to, okay, let's say there's a guy out there. His goal is he wants to shoot a big buck, but he works 70 hours a week, right? He's got three kids. He, he, he wants to be out in the woods, but his life is such that he can't, right? What, and this guy buys a cell cam because he wants to see what's out on this, this farm. And he wants to be able to, to, to be out there at the exact right time. What's, what's wrong with that? Dude, Dan, I want to be, you know, a professional golfer. I, I should have to devote myself to that craft. Yeah. Like I should have to make time for that craft. If I want to be a good dad, I should have to devote time to my kids. I shouldn't just use FaceTime every day and be, you know, tra- yep. uh, if I was like a traveling salesman, right? Like, yeah, I could use FaceTime yep. to, to shortcut that, but like I should spend time with my kids to better raise them. Yeah. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And by the way, I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, no, like, no. Like I'm trying to play both sides of this, of this, this conversation because ultimately, uh, like I said, it's, it's going to come down to uh, like a person's decision. I have yeah. yet, like that dough, that story of the dough is a perfect example of you using that Intel immediately. And then you were feeling dirty about it afterwards. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. And so for me, I haven't had, I haven't had the opportunity to, um, I haven't had the opportunity to really use that data instantly. I've had cell cams go off while I'm in the tree, but it's never been of a target buck where I'm going to rattle it in or I'm going to, whether I'm going to rattle it in or I'm going to uh, snort wheeze at a certain time to get that buck, you know, oh, man, he's only 100 yards away. If I rattle, he may come in. Or I've never been able to walk, you know, get it from my truck, walk into the timber and take advantage of it. So I have never killed a deer because of a cell cam yet. But I'm trying to put myself into the shoes of that scenario and I don't think I'm going to like it, man. I honestly think it's going to be, it's going to be taking something pure away from the, like the purity is going to be uh, taken away from the process. The, the, the purity that I personally found. So like for deer hunting for me was a story of, See how do I put this? It was a story of, man. I was I was a heavy drinker. I I was in a bad space in life. It saved it like it literally. It saved my life in a way where it took me out of one rut and it it took me out of a rut and it put me into a more positive rut. So and you can that's a metaphor of course, but like, I mean it it in a way it saved my life and. It was because I was out in nature all the time, scouting, learning about how to hunt deer, learning about how to, uh, 
um, get in certain wind scenarios and access routes and what a rub is and a scrape is and things like. So when you have this type of technology, you're able to just cut a whole bunch of things out of it. And then the pro like it, it has a different, it has a different meaning now, right? The, yeah. The equation the sport has changed. Yes. The sport has changed. And so when you see something like this, uh, I was I was listening to Mark Kenyon. Uh, he had a little bit of a rant about this same topic on his Instagram page and um, the direction of hunting from here. And he said he was worried about it. Like, where do you see technology like this taking hunting? Sure. And that's like a that's like a, a major point of this is like so in in. I think it'd be fun to back up and also like quantify because I, cause I do have some thoughts around um, what we just went from, from a trail cam to a cell cam and how much more advantageous that is. I think yeah. it'd be a funny, funny topic, but um, yeah, like, so the future, right? So now we have cell cams and now we have live feed and cost of those is, is only coming down mm -hmm. the transmission and efficiency of these things, the, the antenna boosters, right? Because you're getting these, these ability, the, you know, people are making aftermarket parts to make these things better, you know, that are reaching more signal. You know, I, I do fear the day that you, you walk out into the woods and um, every other tree or every fifth tree, you know, guys are uh, blasting, you know, small farms uh, with with 10 cell cams on like 50 acres. Yeah. And, and then you edge feather a side of that in in farm country. You edge feather a 50-yard segment, put a cell cam at the end. How much more efficient is that setup? Yeah. Um, if you watch Midwest Whitetail, the, uh, a lot of the guys are hunting, you know, that they get the overnight cell cam picks of a deer going into a potential bedding area. It's not 100%, but they're like, based on the direction of travel, yeah. he's in there now. If he's coming out in the evening during daylight hours, this is the best ambush point. And I'm like, dude, wait a minute. Like, yeah. That deer's natural instinct put him in there. There was you. You put these cell cams right in uh, these uh, areas you don't want to disturb. Yeah. Well, and, and why is that? Because these areas are, are um, areas the deer have identified as a good place based on their natural instincts, and we're kind of bypassing that with with being like, okay, let's put it in there one time and not go yeah. in there. And yep. So yeah, I, I worry the day that that a guy literally goes to walk in the woods, he he opens the app. And he, he's like, okay, I'm going to stand B, show me these 10 cameras that are, you know, essentially small little like glow balls on the side of all these trees. Yep. Okay. Let me see the thermal. Okay. Check. No thermal heat. Let me review the footage from the, the prior week. Okay. Uh, okay. He's moving that way two times. Like at, at some point it is a, a, a very real thing. And let's also mention the fact that this is somewhat money, big buck driven. Oh, a hundred percent. I would say that if, uh, in access. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would say this, I would say that if deer did not have antlers, this isn't even a topic. Okay. Or if every deer grew a 120 inch rack and they were all like these, these, I don't know, just this, like everything was the same. Like you look at a male yeah. cardinal, a male cardinal, they all look the same. Right. Yeah. And, and so people like, but here we are as egotistical driven humans 
right? That all then is like, that is all like, that's all people care about is these giant antlers. Right. And so now people are going to go out, they're going to say, I mean, some of the stories of some of the biggest bucks, uh, and, and I'm not saying every single big buck, but some of the most notable big bucks, I would say 80% of them of the, let's just say in the past five years, 80% of the, the biggest bucks that were harvested were all on cell cam on privately managed yeah. farms. And they knew exactly where that deer was at. And they, that's, and they killed it early season. Maybe even, maybe they stayed out until it got, it started breaking daylight, right? It went from nocturnal to late season or, or pre rut time frame, And they knew exactly what tree stand it was in because they had that tree stand up. The shooting lanes were trimmed out and all they had to do was sit and wait. Oh, yeah. he came through at daylight. We're in there tomorrow. You know, yep. boom, here he comes. And so, the, uh, and so, well, go ahead. Because I, well, I was going to use that it, as a transition, but you go ahead. Well, and I guess the the ability to, to find these big bucks now is so much more efficient, right? Because you don't right. have to physically walk on the farm. Right. Even, so, so Dan, I, I did a, a quick, a quick analogy a camera 15 minutes down the road, 15 minute walk or quad runner ride in, 15 minutes out, you know, that, that takes you an hour, right? right? To do one camera. That, to download your app, right? Swipe and, okay, a minute update to retrieve your pictures. One minute versus 60. That is a 6,000, over a 6,000% efficiency. Yeah. On now, now, that is one swipe. Now, let's do that to 15 or 20 cams. Right. And they don't even all have to be on the same farm. They can be on this piece of public, this lease and my back 40. Yeah. Now. So, 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 so now we've done it 15 or 20 times. Now let's do it every 24 hours. So when people want to argue with me about a trail cam to a cell cam, you know, what just happened in the technology, we just quantified one trail camera 15 minutes away. And Dan, let's put a multiplier on this. What what do we give a multiplier of, say, a um, undisturbed camera? Because that's where you put the cell cams in areas you do not want to disturb to to have that ability to do the first time sit, which is a very documented attack yeah. of, of success. But like, is that a two x multiplier or a ten x multiplier? Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends. Like, so I, I just for my example, I have uh, some river bottom ground where cell phones, or cell phones and uh, cell cams don't work. OK, mm-hmm. there's no reception down there. And so the 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 trail camera that I have down in there. Well, this year it hasn't been checked at all because I mm-hmm. didn't hunt that stand location. But previous years I would hunt. I would check that camera. I would put it up sometime in August or September let it ride, change batteries and SD cards the first time I went in and hunted it, and then it would just sit there. So so we're talking months of, you know, months of just sitting there without it being checked, months at a time. Then now, um, you know, and, and so if, if there was reception there, I throw a cell cam up, it's every single day. I have the ability to get in there and, and look at, at what's there. And so, uh, Jesus, so, like, Dan, yeah. oh my gosh. Like, what do you think the multiplier is on, uh, like undisturbed well, for, versus disturbed so for somebody, for somebody who's listening to this and they're saying, what, what's he mean by a multiplier? Explain what you're trying to, what you're talking about. So 
the like a lot of uh, you know the efficiency gain the percent increase of efficiency right yes yes so so i look at a, a at a one-to-one if i had a cell cam on a tree and a regular trail cam on a tree um to get that information i gotta walk in there and, and leave boots these deer can smell me they can see me um that we can't quantify but i just quantified the math of checking a trail camera 15 minutes away and yeah. it was literally six thousand percent more efficient yeah so what what you're getting at here then is efficiency through time right it takes me one hour to check a, a trail camera that's 15 minutes away from my house yeah um and it's a 15 minute walk walk but, quad runner ride whatever whatever you you whatever so yeah. so all that in the equation kind of changes but if i have to go check something that's 15 minutes away versus on my phone there's a six thousand percent time saving on that on that and that's that's time not spent in the woods that's time not scouting uh looking at thermals or wind or looking at scrapes or rubs that's just checking out trail cameras now you did that again now for what uh so so if you so so now say you you run it you have 20 of these yeah you swipe the phone every night there's 100 days in the season yeah dude another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is ridiculous. So we started with 6,000. So it's 6,000. But you have to remember, people aren't checking their, people aren't checking regular trail cameras every day, every, right. every trail camera every day of the season. Right, but you are checking a cell cam every day of the season. Exactly. And most guys have a 24-hour like download, right? Like right. That's pretty safe to say. Uh, um, I would say, I'll be completely honest with you, I bet mo- most people who run cell cams have, if you're anything like us, they have immediate. They, they're not yeah. waiting 24 hours for uploads. I, I bet you they're immediate downloads. So when they wake up in the morning, everything's there. And then throughout the day, they're getting the pings, all that stuff. Yeah. So that, yeah, that number changes, but uh, that is a six hundred thousand, essentially, yeah, increase on one camera. Now, if we multiply that out, if a guy has fifteen or twenty, right? Yeah. Again, you're being multiple places. That's the thing that I've noticed too with these these guys that are killers, right? Yeah. They find either the area with the most big bucks, the most killable buck, and because of the live, like you're getting this information real time you can capitalize um, right. on that, that, that detail. And also like those guys are now getting a second lease when they only used to have one. Yeah. Those guys now have a farm. They also hunt out of state. Now they maybe throw a few cams on the public. Um, you're displacing hunters cause guys are getting kicked off leases. Guys with cash are now buying a second or third farm mm-hmm. because you've taken that obstacle of time out of the equation. Yep. 
and now it's just become yeah. about money and big antlers. And so they're all they're doing is buying up more ground, more leases, displacing more hunters. And so one could actually argue that this technology is only benefiting people with like disposable incomes to buy land and or leases in in a way you could you could almost argue that yeah so like not not everybody can afford uh to go buy like even a 20 20 acre spot right 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 but, but the, the, the rich guy who who in the past was like i'm not gonna buy a second farm i i'm i already got my my one or two farms mm-hmm. i've got or my farm and my lease like I can't physically be actively scouting those places. Like it does me no good to have a third farm. Well, now because of the, the time efficiency, he bought one. My, uh, I, I have a friend who's an outfitter. Mm-hmm. He has fired his, his, uh, part-time help this, uh, this year because he's like, I one, I don't need them. Yeah. Um, he's charging more because of his efficiency increase. And he's like, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's cell cam driven. Yeah. And, and then he bought 50 acres on the road that came for sale this year. He's like, dude, I fired my part-time help, like my cash flow, like it, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, and that money then goes to be reinvested into cell cams and data packages, which in turn gets more deer, which in turn gets more customers, which in turn displaces people who can't afford outfitters or leases. I mean, this is a, you know, there's no data that actually says this is what's happening, but it doesn't take a rocket science to figure some of this out. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I just, and so, okay, we, we, we can agree. Me and you can agree that there is no, there is, there is a difference between a regular trail camera and a cell cam, right? Yeah. There's a big, now, is there a difference between an instant picture and the ability to go onto a live feed anytime you want? I would say there, there is right. Like, tr- like a, even a one minute transmission time, you're, you know, you can presume some things, mm-hmm. but, uh, especially if you could live tap like a, a daisy chain of cameras, right. If hypothetically in the future, right in the future, we're going to have 10 of these along the way of our, to our stand. Site. Well, it's not that far in the future because we have the, a cutty back link system that is yeah. currently daisy is a daisy chain, uh, trail camera and then we have the live feed and other cameras it's only a matter of time before you're going to be able to go onto the app and select what trail camera in that daisy chain you want to to show live Mm -hmm. and it will transmit through the main hub and and send it out so that's that's on its way i mean if not here already and so um and so i look at it like this like being it's the data that causes a hunter to make a decision on whether to go out that night or not. So an instant picture, my Exodus cameras take less than one minute from the, from the time that it takes a picture to the time it comes to my phone is less than one minute. And that's in shitty coverage, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say one, two bar type coverage, right? My Moultrie is the, my other cell cam. I have a Moultrie. Uh, it does the exact same thing. It's under, it is under one minute because I've gotten pictures before that I'm on my phone sending a text to my wife. I get a ping that there's a picture on my cell cam. I check it and it's the exact same time on the picture that it is on my cell phone. Yeah. So 
it's under one minute, right? And so, yes, a deer can travel a lot of ground in one minute, but the data on a live feed, in in, in my opinion, it's the exact same thing. You live feed, yeah. If, yeah. if and that is if something is within triggering range of the trail camera. Now you step outside of the triggering range, and like you said, being able to pivot or joystick some kind of device where you can rotate the trail camera and you can look in a field or a food plot, you can see if there's deer in there. Switch it to thermal mode. Yep. Yep. That's coming. Yep. Man, that's crazy. And so now think about it. That's coming, right? Yeah. Like you put them high in the tree by fall, the leaf litters off. Yep. Like that. Yep. And mm. so, okay. And so, and so then now with this live feed, you're able to see past the triggering range of the trail camera. It's essentially yeah. a security camera in the woods, right? And we, we, yeah. we already talked about that. And in my opinion, then that is, you know, <laughs> and, and this is where I kind of transition into what is fair chase. Sure. Right. So let me ask you, I'm going to ask you first, what is your opinion of fair chase? What, or, or what would you consider the definition of fair chase? Yeah, I think fair chase has it, that is a, a deep term, mm -hmm. um, especially like in, in, in hunting. Hunting is a sport. It is a heritage. It is a primitive lifestyle in a, in a way. Um, the, the fair chase to me is, is you got to look at it maybe like on a percent increase, like the, the prey should be able to get to weigh. You know, like it, it might be the individual encounter. It may be the species as a whole um, in terms of game laws. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's like, yeah, it does. The hunter have an improper like advantage uh, that the percentage to execute is 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 too high now that a game law needs to be adjusted or tweaked or, or come up with. Yeah. To accommodate for um, in this case, a lot of times we're talking about technology. Yeah. OK. And this is where I will begin my rant. <laughs> Dude, every single product that we have it, from the time an arrowhead was invented. Now, granted, Indians and Neanderthals and, and whatever, like whatever, whatever Homo sapiens were doing, they had to get that to survive, right? We don't necessarily need to do that to survive, but... Every predator has evolved throughout the history of predators to become camouflaged, to become uh, stealth. Like, uh, you know, everything about a mountain lion is evolved to make it more efficient to kill its prey. Okay. And so um, if we're going to, if we're going to like a predator prey type scenario, everything that we're doing falls in line with evolution in in my opinion now when someone starts bitching to me about cell cams right and oh god it's you know tradition and shit like that here's what i say your grunt call is meant to deceive a whitetail your camo is meant to deceive a whitetail and give you pro a proper advantage getting off of the ground in a tree stand where there's no natural predators gives you advantage scent control gives you an advantage uh ground blinds give you an advantage 
compound bows over traditional archery gives you an advantage you know if you're going to be talking about fair chase and you want to start throwing in the the conversation of the improper the imp like a improper uh, advantage over the prey any type of gun that shoots over a hundred yards is not fair chase then because you're you shoot a deer at 200 yards away even further they have they, they don't even hear the bullet being shot before they're dead and so yeah. and so like this whole term fair chase i feel was made up by some guy who was pissed at another guy because he had some kind of unfair advantage over this other so what we're doing here is we're comparing hunters to hunters right and so here we go again with this is where i start to get pissed off is where hunters now instead of becoming this brotherhood we're talking shit on each other right oh you're a you're a cell cam guy you're a pussy you're a you're a sitka guy versus first light oh f you oh you like matthews bows well you're a pussy you know like all this bullshit it just like and I, i get to see it because i'm in the industry of sorts and i know that makes me sound like a douchebag but i get to see it all the time where it it this industry is going away from this community the 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 hunting industry and the hunting community are two completely different things okay we have a group of people who love hunting and stuff like that but then we have the hunting industry which may which their main focus is to make money. So the people who are coming out with these trail cameras that do the fair chase, they don't think about this kind of stuff. All they're they, trying to make a buck. Yeah, all they see is revenue for their company, right? And so when, uh, when a, a camel company comes out and says, hey, man, we have this quietest, and, you know, our camel pattern deceives the deer's eyes because science says so, whatever. Hey, man, they, like, like where does fair chase come into play? Like, that topic, though, is so far removed because back in the day, people like I don't think it was until Vietnam that people started wearing or it was either Vietnam or World War Two. I can't remember. No one was wearing camo up until that. Right. Yeah. It was um, soldiers. From my understanding, it was soldiers coming back from war that started hunting in their fatigues. Mm-hmm. And then something kind of started out of that. Yeah. Anyway. The, the point that I'm trying to make here is that there is, there is no definition of fair chase, right? A Boone, sure. Boone and Crockett has come out and said, is it any, any animal killed with a cell cam within X number? It's like electronic transmitted device is involved yeah. in Pope and Young or Boone and Crockett. They're like, yeah, that's, that doesn't qualify. Right. But who the hell is going to tell that? Who's going who's gonna to be like, hey, um, I want to come score this deer. All right. Let's talk about it. Did you, did you have a cell cam on this property? Did you get a picture of it one hour before? And the person is going to be like, no. Oh, good enough for us. You know? Yeah. Um, that's a, uh, I mean, you, you, you still find like uh, bait piles when they're, they're outlawed at the, at the game at the state level. Right. Like, right. There's all, but there's always going to be people who abuse, who abuse laws, who break laws, who abuse technology, who like, Trust me, there's guys out there using drones to find deer right now. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're zooming in. They're trying to find the big buck, like the big money. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that cell cams are, an, like, here's my advantage. They are an advantage. Should they be illegal? 
I don't know. I don't know if they should be illegal. Sure. I don't know if, uh, I mean, I look at myself before I had trail cameras, period. And what I knew then, back then, and what I knew when I started using, I knew that there's bigger deer in the area. So I started passing smaller deer. So in hopes of getting bigger deer and sure enough, as I started using more trail cameras, I started shooting bigger deer, right. And more mature deer, because ultimately that's what I wanted. And, and so for me, like, like I'm a hypocrite too, because that's exactly why I use them is to shoot big, mature bucks right? Yeah. To find them, to locate them and shoot them. So what's, the, what's the difference between that and a cell cam, right? It's the, it's the time it takes. It, it's the, it's the possibility of using that right now information to creep out your back door over the hill and smoke, smoke a deer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, so I also think it's the undetected, right? You put them in areas that are um, intrusive. Mm-hmm. That, uh, but, but again, Dan, um, with the, the, I'm not the 24 hour kill bothers me a little bit, but also like the fact that you you can string a bunch of these in the woods, put them on a like put them on scrapes, right? You have, okay. you have a net. I've got, you have a net, basically. You, you cast that net, right? And, yep. like, even if you're not hunting in early October and you're like, dude, I'm going to start my vacation October 25th, and you see the rain cold front coming that comes in late October, it's like, okay, cell cam 32 has had four bucks hitting it that I would like to shoot. I'm going there. Yeah. It's You, you got no detail maybe 12, 24 hours prior, but, like, over the course of October, you just noticed that one has four shooters that are bebopping in and around it. Yeah. trail cam over here on on your other farm has only one yeah and it's like that is so powerful that you can be everywhere mm-hmm. at one time it's, i'm not so you, you, i i think we're overlooking not just the 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 outside of 24 hour advantage that yeah. that they cause but also um, to to piggyback on what you're saying where to be versus where not to be right yes and and so throughout the years of of being in a tree stand and observing deer movement through the terrain, I can tell you that I can look at a farm and I can, I can tell you where I need to be. But if you put a trail camera out there, a cell cam out there and, and it's not firing, there's no way in hell I'm going to probably go to over and sit in that, on that Ridge or on that trail crossing or whatever, whatever it it may be. Right. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And people will say like trail cams miss stuff. And they do, but, but do the math here. How many bucks a year do you trail cam? Whatever that number is like yeah. good bucks uh, for your measurement. It might be over 140 for me. It's like, okay, how many hundred, hundred plus inch bucks do I, okay. I got that many occurrences. You know how many I see driving roads mm-hmm. and actually in the field hunting in during the hunting months, I'm not talking summer bean fields in, in July, dude, it's, I trail cam probably 
30 times the number of, of quality bucks I, I, that I see from tree stand oh, yeah. and even roads in the dark. Like, come on, yep. you, you, you can say trail cams miss things and whatever, but like, okay. Yeah. You know there, how many shooter bucks yeah. I see during a, a, a fall? Maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. They're, <laughs> and I, they're not picking up every moment of that deer, but yeah. what trail cameras have allowed me to do is, is find core areas. So yeah. I can, I can go, Hey, up, on this dot on a map, I have a picture of them. On this dot on a map, I have a picture of them. On this dot on a map, I have a picture of them. On this dot, I draw lines to all those, and you find core areas, right? You take yeah. that, and then you say, okay, where's the best terrain feature within that core area? You set up in there. You put in time. You find your access route. You're going You're going to have an encounter, if you're smart about it, with that deer, at, in, in my, if you have the ability to hunt a lot. Right, 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 right. Yeah. The 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 guys that are a little bit more dialed, yeah, it's it's a very significant a- advantage. You know, like you said, you get tr- you get a picture of a big buck, and now you start scouting and you find big tracks. Like you're like, oh, it could be him. Right, right. Like you know, I I, I killed a deer. I trail cam the year prior. I went in there and I started finding better revs. I'm like, I think he's back. Yeah, I shot him that night. Yeah, that's a that's a trail cam pick. One like it was January, and I killed him in October. But like. It, that was such a piece to that puzzle. Like the, the comp, it, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah dude, I, I, I don't even know if I've formulated a, a, a full opinion on it of mm-hmm. whether I'm for it or against it, because I haven't had the opportunity to use it. Like I said, the way we're discussing here, mm-hmm. I know guys who have, they didn't seem too torn up about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how, how do you tell a guy there's this technology out there? How do you tell a guy that what he's doing is wrong? You know what I mean? How do you tell this guy who's probably just like us guys? We know um, some of our, our friends, they're using oh, that- my favorite hunters use cell cams. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about just using cell cams. I'm talking about using the information from a live feed. Mm. Right. They're like, People are going to use that and it is going to get, I mean, companies are going to get that information back. They're going to market it and other guys are going to go, I want that, right? I want that. I want, I want that kind of information. I want that big buck. My life's stressful as shit. I love hunting. I want to get out there and shoot the big buck. Right. And so what we have here is this personal preference of what you think hunting is, what I think hunting is, what, Joe Blow over the future here, the f- thinks hunting is right, and ultimately it's going to change because I can tell you right now hunting has changed not only as a uh, a sport or a hobby whatever you however you want to look at it both on a on a sport hobby level industry level than it did ten years ago than it did ten years before that than it did ten mm-hmm. years before that right and so and so you cannot you cannot stop this. You cannot stop this. And until there is, like, this is no joke. People are someday, in my opinion, like, what's the next step from a live feed? Being able to hunt a deer from your couch. You're, you, you're, in, they're, you're on your couch. You're on your phone. There's a bullet in a, there's a bullet in a trail camera or, or mounted to a tree. It's too cold to hunt. You're over a food plot. Boom. Push a button, fire. Boom. It goes off. Yeah. 
we might we might gps dart them before that day you know that might be oh, a, yeah. the, the stepping stone but like these trail cams right have this little blow done feature right boom i've got a gps coordinate that's the other thing too is like dan rewind 10 years ago if i said hey let's come to ohio let's hunt together hey i've got coordinates to bucks on this hillside and then this buck over here was there two right. weeks ago you'd look at me and be like we're gonna hunt gps coordinated deer yeah. like yeah that that doesn't seem right right but but now that's where we are on via the cell cam right and so now we have this fair chase oh yes, N- yes now yes. now we have what i'm getting at is now we have this fair this this fair chase term becoming more blurry and more blurry and more blurry and and meanwhile, the high fence guys are just like, ha, 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 right? <laughs> you know, because they've been shit on for so many years by the fair chase community and how that's not really hunting. That's livestock and that's whatever, whatever, however you want to say it. This is becoming closer to that, right? Mm-hmm. The only difference is, I mean, it is increasing the odds of killing an animal. And yeah. so what we have is these high, like high fence, there's pretty good odds. You're going to kill a deer, you know, in a high fence over a feeder. You know, I don't know yeah. what the odds are. I'm guessing it's close to a hundred. Uh, but you, you get now, but now the odds are now going up for us and they're going yeah, up they, for they. us, at, you know, this, uh, this fair chase team and team fair chase. And so we're, we're doing like every, the direction is going to like, at pretty soon it's just going to be video game a video game i mean that's really all it is almost right now you still have to go out and draw back the bow and i'm a fan of the purity the 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 chess match like i don't Mm -hmm. like things in life that were too that are too easy for me i just i'm not that guy i don't like trust me if there's a you know i've hunted a rut that was 14 days long uh, I think it was maybe longer than that, maybe f- 17 days. And I sh- I hunted every single day, morning and night, tearing up, setting down, moving for 17 days in a row. Shot my buck on the 17th day. Best best hunt of your life. Oh, it was it was an awesome experience. It did it it, it but there's times that it sucked. The next year, three sets, morning, no, it was <laughs> afternoon, morning, saw the deer, made a move that night, shot him. All right. So three, basically, let's just say two days. And so those are, those are welcome every now and then, but whoever is out there listening to this, you are missing so much knowledge by, by taking a shortcut like this. In my opinion, you're, 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 if you're going to just throw trail cameras up in, and especially if you're a new hunter and so Oh, dude, hunting is easy now. I have a farm I could go hunt. I have I have cell phone reception. I can go put this out here. You're missing something. You're missing you're you're missing understanding deer. How how they move, where they move, how they operate, where they bed, things like that. And so this is this is like people, I think it's an important conversation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think more people need to have it. I just don't understand, like, I don't think it's going to be, I, I think they're going to, it's going to be legal, Mike, in my so, opinion. But I see more and more states banning, especially on the Western front, banning yeah. either trail cams, cell cams in general, like Montana's banning, you know, 
yeah. banning cell cams. So, so I don't think it's not fathomable right. for them to get in front of it at this point when you start to see these things. And that's why I like the fact that, that Mark posted that the other day. Yeah. And me and you are recording a podcast here. And I, I had this really internal debate of I don't want to be a shit talker online. But like, dude, I really believe what I'm talking about here because yeah. my son's going to hopefully hunt one day. And I hope we are in a fucking creek looking at deer tracks Hell yeah, and yeah. not swiping on a fucking iPad. Yep. Amen. That's that's real. That's real. Fucking love you, man. <laughs> that's right, dude. Dude, like, uh, dude. And that's that's the emotion that you will not yeah. get from from a, a, a tablet or a device or some kind of yeah. de- device. There's no connection with nature this way. You're you're removing nature from the equation. And dude, I'm on like I, I feel you. Like I feel exactly what you're what you're talking about. You got kids. You're yeah. introducing them. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so, like, I just can't. Like, and I, I mentioned the word dirty and muddy waters and, and things mm-hmm. like that. I, I just see it continuing to go towards this. Like, we're already in big buck mode right now. I mean, trust me, I like big bucks. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, but the the whoring out of the natural resource and not giving back to it is really what bothers me and so um you know all these people are taking big deer for granted but they're not doing anything else about it so um i could sit here and go a thousand different directions at this point of where where to go and it it really is going to come down to personal a personal preference i understand people who are supportive of this type of technology i'm understanding of people who oppose this type of technology um you brought up uh out west banning trail cameras and so and i think like missouri you're you know they've taken them away from some of the public lands yeah because like trying to keep maybe somewhat of an equal playing field yep um you know, and also states a couple of years ago, drones were legal. Yep. And they're pretty much outlawed at this point. So, uh, so here's I, the here's here's what really ruined the western states. You know, so uh, from my understanding, any place there was a water, like out in the desert, right, for these desert mule deer or mm-hmm. uh, these, um, uh, I guess you want to call it low desert or high desert uh, elk herds. Any place there was a cattle tank on public land, uh, or yeah, I think it was public land. Probably right. Yeah, you're I'm, open yeah, to access yeah, at that point. Yeah, and so there was f- 15 trail cameras over top of one water source, and it was multiple outfitters all trying to, you know, get pictures of this these one deer, and then. Here you have all these conflicts come of it because some guys come out and they're like, well, I don't like this trail camera being here. Smash, you know, or steal it and things like that. And and it just be, it, it became dirty, right? Mm-hmm. Again, the purity of the love of hunting left that because it, again, became about money. And so um, I understand banning a trail camera in that in that scenario. But now here we are, people who are using trail cameras. You know, I, I, uh, you used Missouri on certain uh, chunks of public. I don't know exactly what the rule is. But yeah. hypothetically, 
you know, some guy who's been using trail cameras for years, regular trail cameras, goes out there and is like, okay, you cannot use your trail camera during the hunting season now. Well, I've been doing it for 15 years now, 20 years now. What? Why, why can't I do this anymore? Well, because some trail cameras. So now we got other people being punished for te- the technology that they're not using. Sure. And like, you know, people will talk private public on this, like, oh, you can't tell somebody what to do on their private land that they... Dude, that's every game law ever invented, right? Yeah. States own the resource. Like right. they set your your season dates, your bag limits, your methods of choice, your your cartridges. Like, so yeah, I don't know, Dan. And and obviously, if hunting continues that way, sure. Like, but I think we have an opportunity. Just like stick them in the NFL, right? That was a technological advancement that came into the league, and they said, you know what? That takes the art of the catch out of it and yeah. you know we're going to remove this i think if you look at some sports uh i know there's been technology in golf that they said oh wait a minute we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull the reins back just because that is essentially changing changing the sport and while hunting is not exactly like a ball sport i think a lot of people can relate to that right yep, yep. absolutely there is an opponent there's like an opponent perspective of it you know and sure. our opponent is the deer in a sense and it's unfair but but everything we've ever done is unfair to try to kill these things. And that's, that's the point I was trying to make earlier of, you know, like camo and, and, and Ozonics and, you know, things that I use on a regular basis. it's like, I I don't under guns, period guns. Yeah. You know, but, but like, yeah, but, but at least firearms, right? Like there's a clear advantage there, but you got a, uh, like here in Ohio, we got a week season and an extra weekend kind of in the Taylor half of the season when the animals aren't as, frisky if you will is not as killable as a good word well, and that's exactly why gun seasons are only one week Short. two weeks long it's because yeah. the efficiency the of the rifle is higher than a compound bow period yeah so um you know i don't really know where to go from here because uh, like i in in parts of this i agree with it in parts of it yeah. i disagree with um if someone came out tomorrow and said cell cams are banned in iowa i don't think i i I may go oh that sucks but i wouldn't give a shit okay as long as i can still use some trail cameras like my regular trail cameras i'm okay with that um but if someone came out and said hey you can't you cannot use cell cams anymore during the hunting season i would be like all right whatever no 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 big deal i'll go back to what i was doing three years ago you know, before yeah. I had cell cams. So there's that. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, just, I think that's, yeah, I'm just waiting for someone smarter than me to come out and say, this is fair chase because right now fair chase is just two words. There's no definition of no, what it actually yeah. means. Yeah. So any, any, uh, final f- thoughts or, uh, closing arguments, Mr. Horton. Um, we talked about, uh, about a lot of things. The SOCAM might've invented the term daylighted. I, oh, I had a daylighted. Note yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. At one point last year, it was like four or five of the main podcasts. Uh, all the, all the, uh, guests on, they're telling their buck stories. Yeah. They, they use the term daylighted. Yeah. And I was like, I know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, when, when, when cell cams were first getting introduced, that was a term and, and like, that was a way 
to, for, for somebody to be like, yeah, I got him on cell cam. Cause there was a little cringe, right? When this technology yeah. first started happening. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I think I've said my piece. Um, yeah. And, and, and honestly too, is like, if we don't talk about this, like it, hunting is just going to be a morph type thing. And, and I think, like you said, it's always evolving, always changing. Yes. And at some point, I think we as sportsmen who hold on to this, this, this passion that we so love are going to have to say, maybe, maybe we need to pump the brakes on, on this innovation. Yeah. Like that is too much where, where the odds are getting tipped and, and that the, this thing that we love yeah. is, is, is going to morph into something that maybe resembles a video game. Like, yeah. cause I don't, I don't really play video games. Yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll throw down some Mario Kart every once in a while with my kids, and then I, I straight up destroy them because I'm really yeah. good at it. <laughs> but I know exactly what you're talking about, and uh, and I think this is this is one of those open-ended conversations that we as uh, sportsmen um, need to have, not only from just like a, a community standpoint, but as an ethical standpoint as well. Um, it's we need we just need to be communicating with each other more. And putting and, and quit the divide between pro this, anti that. And we're all under the same roof. We all understand that there are threats to the, our hunting community and our and our hunting way of life. And what we have to do is say, do we want to keep this? Because I can definitely see somebody going, hey man, uh, I'm Pete over here. These deer are getting stalked 24 hours a day in the woods because of cell cams. And we want to end cell cams, right? And we want to end hunting. And th there's any type of advantage we give these crazy assholes, they're going to try and take it. And so if we're playing video games on an iPad and next thing you know, we're shooting deer, you know, they're going to, they're going to come up with, I don't know, they're going to come up with crazy reasons on why to, to, to ban our, our way of life. And so. That is what it is. That's my two cents. Mr. Horton, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. I loved, like, you can't see this, uh, but I saw your boy come in while you were uh, talking, and you had to do the mic shut off and the point the finger at the door, like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to do that so many times. Uh, yeah. So I, I know I know where you're at. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, all right, man, I appreciate your time. Have a good one. All right, Dan. Thanks again. Well, I hope, oh shit, just dumped coffee all over my, uh, all over my computer, but that's what I do best. That's not the first time I've done that and it won't be the last. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that, uh, podcast today. Uh, please go to iTunes, wherever you download your podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Let everybody know that this was a badass episode and uh, that you enjoy the Nine Finger Chronicles, the Hunting Gear Podcast, and all of the other podcasts on the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network. Last but not least, good vibes, man. We're talking good vibes, right? Good vibes in, good vibes out. Wear your safety harness. Be a good person, and that shit snowballs. So good vibes in, good vibes out, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.